welcome to the old elderly podcast of the weekly DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Like, when the cat sees the camera, the cat's face. <laughs> the cat sees the camera. It's like, <laughs> the face. I, the first time I didn't even pay attention, I was just like, I did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with what we do, we come to you every week uh, around this table, usually. Uh, to podcasting services of your choice on Mondays, and uh, we sit around a table. We have some fun discussions, usually nerdy in nature, comics, games, movies, books. As you can see, we have quite a bit in front of us today, and sort of everything in between. Um, so with that, we're starting off episode 105 uh, with my co-host. I haven't introduced yet, uh, Daniel Jang. Chunga, chunga, chunga. And Daniel Vargas. Hello. A little backwards today. Yeah. D- don't get disoriented. Don't tune your TV sets. <laughs> We're just swapping the seats a little bit, changing it up. We have a new seat organization um, passed down by management. Some, some feng shui. Yeah, the new vibe. Chungus. Uh, so we have no pens here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, with that, uh, Jang, do I go into your topic? All right. So the Pet Cemetery trailer dropped yesterday or today? Today. Uh, today. Yeah. It was and today. Uh, the today being uh, the, the day we're recording. They changed. A major plot point in the bu- in the movie in the trailer it was revealed yeah you know what i kind of wish that they didn't mention who gets killed because it would have been a shock so s- the kid gets killed the boy gets killed instead of the sister and so in the trailer the sister gets killed and she's the one that gets brought back to life and man stephen king fans are pissed have, has he voiced his opinion at all? He just said, he tweeted, this is going to be a scary movie. He reacted to the trailer. Oh, he, he didn't just, comment on the feedback. No, no, no. He okay. just said, this is going to be a scary movie. Okay. So my, my topic is, what adaptations or what things and adaptations kind of like made you kind of mad when you from the were different from the source material and then vice versa. I think it's harder to come up with vice versa, but where the bad stuff. Yeah, where it's good. But bad stuff from adaptations. Do you have any examples? Do you want to go first? I, I think this topic for me is a little difficult just because I don't I haven't really read a lot of the books that I have think, turned into movies. No, you've read one. I've got book. one, yeah. You don't there's more than just books. And you could uh, okay. Like I'll okay, fine. I'll go first. I think that'll <laughs> that'll get the you gears could do turning. video well, I games. Can do, I can do Ready Player One is one that I've perfect. Uh, I've done. So, <laughs> um, I think with that, I would have to. I would. I would have to give it to the book. Like it's a better adaptation in that. Like or at least the book did a better job. Just because there is an issue with copyright. There isn't an issue with like putting whatever you want in that book. But w- what change was it in the movie that bothered you? Um, well, the fact that they weren't able to just in, in implement everyone that was available in the book, you yeah. know. But yeah. again, like that's where the copyright thing comes yeah. in, into play. I'm already just defending it, even though I haven't. Seen no, it. I was just trying to narrow narrow in on what it was between the the translation yeah. of book to movie that it was. Yeah, like there's there are certain scenes that happened as well because of certain characters. And that just couldn't be the same because those characters weren't able to be in. So, um, uh, sh- you guys tell me, do you want a good one or a bad one? I got a few of each. Start with. Bad. I just want to add. I'm gonna flip it. The good part in the movie, then same movie. the book. Yeah, same movie. Ooh. The cha- the first two challenges, way better in the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
the war games is cool, but it's not very like, oh, this is really cool. Like the shining, you have to survive the shining. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good point. And the I, race, but to defend the book though, is we're we're talking about a guy who was like super geeky, super nerdy into his things. Like he wanted to make sure people of his caliber were the ones that were going to win this. So he mm. didn't want just like someone with physical abilities or something like that, like to just win through everything. So this was like a very challenging and it, it, it might not seem exciting, but I, I found it exciting because of the way it was. It wasn't something that was just you can you can use athleticism to win, essentially. That's well, that's the book version. The movie did not do that. The first challenge wasn't really like knowledge based, but the second one was knowledge based. Yeah. The, to get to the shining. This I mean, he had, it was physical to survive it, yeah. but to get to that point was knowledge based. But the first one was just a race. <laughs> I like, I mean, I, in terms of the adaptation, I like the, the movie's race. Like, that was fun. But I think each, because of the pace, the pacing of the movie kind of limited how much time I, you got to spend with each one of these or the yeah. build up to each one of these. And so that kind of hindered my enjoyment of each one of these things. Whereas in the book, like, it felt like, all right, we found one. And then a lot of time passes. And then there's a second one. And this one was just like, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I can see points to both. Um, you want me to go with bad? Alright. I am legend. Ooh. So I I started with the comic book, which is also an adaptation of the book as I understand. Yeah. But in, in the comic and in the book, the thing is this if you're not familiar with the I Am Legend, it was the movie Will Smith. Uh future there was the whole fifteen minutes of the Dark Knight was before it. That's how I remember it. That's the only reason I went to see it in theaters. Um but in the movie, he's in this future where it's like apocalyptic, like everything's gone and everything. And he and his dog are still around. And then there's these like zombie vampire-like things. And he's surviving and facing off against them. In the comic and in the book, uh, the way it's shown is by the end of the film, there's a, there's a twist. And there's, I think we're going to go into spoilers on a lot of this yeah, stuff yeah, with all the content. But they're old, so I feel like it's fair. Yeah, um, It's revealed in the book and the comic that everyone in all those zombies and vampires, whatever they are, are a new society now. They're like the nat- the new natural s- inhabitants of... They're not just world. like mindless creatures yeah. and like he's the survivor. And so the perspective is switched and you see that he's considered the monster. Mm-hmm. And that reveal is like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is like the storytelling was engaging and stuff. And the movie does not do that. <laughs> now, I will say one small thing. I remember seeing a deleted scene of an alternate ending that they filmed. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the original ending that they 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 didn't use, and it was more true to the the, yeah. the book. And it was Sorry. where he's captured one of them, and this wave comes in. This one specific one keeps attacking in the film to Will Smith, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why is this one so angry at me?" And you see, there's like fog because of the heavy breathing. He's like pr- protected himself in like a room like this, and there's a glass wall or something, a plexiglass, and you see him. the The zombie does like a butterfly. And then he like, what the fuck does that mean? And then he takes a look, he glance at the the captive one that he has, and there's a tattoo of a butterfly. And you, mm-hmm. he realizes yeah. he's care. He, he you took his wife mm-hmm. or his partner or whoever. And yeah. then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm the monster. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, why the fuck did they not go with that ending? I think the ending with the movie is he just like commits suicide. He like has a bomb he lets, grenade. He saves the girl. There's a little he, girl yeah. he saves. Yeah, and then he yeah, takes he, yeah he gets. It's just like he blows up the whole thing, yeah. where, and then the girl's like listening to this radio call to get this. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're so angry. Actually, so I've never read the book, but I've heard that in the book there is this this twist where he realizes like you know, humans in society are kind of like no longer the main one. It's these zombies or these Yeah, I creatures. feel like it loses all its point there. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in that. And in the ending they just like it's more like I wouldn't even say it's a Hollywood ending. It's more of just like uh we couldn't fill out the movie the way we wanted to. Just write it out. Exactly. That's a bummer. <laughs> I just want to add, there's a really cool scene in I Am Legend, a movie. And it's very small. It's not an action scene. It's him acting when with the mannequins. Him and Phil. That scene is so fucking good. And he's, trying to ask, he's trying to ask the girl out. He, oh, dude, it's so good. Like his acting. But. That scene was good. And the same with the, the scene with his dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was very well, there's a scene where like there's some something moves and he thinks it's a mannequin. Yeah. And he's like, dude, if it's you, tell me, tell me, because yeah. he wants someone to be real. So yeah. he's like, if you move, just I won't hurt you. Tell me it's yeah. you. So that was one of my bad ones. Mine, it's not fair because I never finished the source material. <laughs> I think I know what it is. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, the re- you never finished? No. I, you know what? I thought the movie was so much better. I got halfway through Scott Pilgrim, and I was like, you know what? The movie is... I saw the movie first before reading. Really? The, so I was like, you know what? The movie is so much better. I think that is one where I, I read before I watched. And I, I have to agree with you. I think the movie did a really good job. I wouldn't... Again, like, they're their own things. But I the movie on its own is fantastic. Like, they did such a good pacing... Everything's so well. While the book extended what the movie is in like in seven volumes, I think it is. So it's quite a bit of reading material. But I, my question is this: If going to your question of the changes, what did they make any specific change that altered the way they defeated the rocker guys? His his the rocker girl, that dude, the vegan dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck vegan. <laughs> i was like dude the way he killed him in the book comic book i was like yeah that's kind of weird like okay. but then the movie was kind of weird because then the vegan police came and yeah, i was kind of thomas jane <laughs> i'm gonna flip it though there's a really cool scene in the comic book that's not in a movie is uh they're like on the swings and he has an x-men patch and then she's like what the hell is that and he's like well obviously one of us didn't go to the charles xavier school of gifted young children and she's like well obviously one of us is a nerd and i, that, I thought that scene was and that's in the book dope. right or yeah, yeah. Book. yeah um so actually now that we talk about this um watchman is another one. Oh, that was that's mine. on my that was, list that was mine. For that's like way? the only one um I would have to I say both. the book and obviously or no, no, the no, comic I'm saying book. was the movie was the adaptation worse or better? I would say the adaptation was worse and that's exclusively because of the ending. Um which part of it? So that with the ending within the within the film I, I recall it's just an explosion. Oh, instead of the monster thing? Yeah, instead of the mm. monster thing. And that I, was the I think with the monster thing it's it's so it's an idea that's so weird to me that like I felt like it worked. You know, like it's just this giant monster that's damaging everything. It's a constant fear, and like the monster's not going to go away. Like there has to be unity to fight this thing and win, um, as opposed to just an explosion where like you know everything explodes and then there's unity, obviously, like to get everything repaired. But once that's over, it seems like everything could go back to normal. Where like a monster, the lingering effects of what had happened with that is something that'll stay there for quite a while for these people. It'll take them a long time to figure out how to defeat this thing. I mean, you could then, say the same thing about an explosion, the, the lingering effects of... Yeah. I just, I just feel like the... I feel like a monster would have a longer effect in, in like, what this message that 
um, what's his face? Uh, Ozymandias? Uh, yeah, Ozymandias was trying to, to convey. Okay. I want to flip it, though. Like, the fight scene in the beginning where fucking Ozymandias yeah, murders him. And also the fight scene with the owl and Rorschach was way better in the movie. Like, I, the way I envisioned it, I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. For me, I thought you were going to go in another spot that I didn't like in the way the movie presented it was uh, when Ozymandias reveals that he did what he did. Like, I thought the movie, the way he he shared it and the reaction he got from the people was, like, flat. Like, I was like, there's no surprise. There was no... <laughs> and it might just be because I knew the source material that yeah. it wasn't as shocking, but, like, there was something about that moment in the book that just captured you and i didn't feel like it was delivered well or the the timing of which it was shared i was like i don't see it yeah um should i go better or worse i think better now better better now Uh i'm gonna say guardians of the galaxy Uh um yes i'll say one particular like instead of just the whole movie or the whole cast i'm gonna point out one specific thing and that's how they handled drax yes the way yes. Drax is in the comics leading up to this, yes. like I, my experience was Annihilation, which was this big epic crossover sci-fi space thing in Marvel where it was like Silver Surfer, Galactus, Thanos, um, Annihilus, and a bunch of other th- people. Every space-related like yeah. Marvel character um, in this cool story. And in, in that, my, my experience of the characterization of Drax is this Terminator. He's just like, I'm here on, on put on this universe for one mission it's to kill uh, yeah. Thanos that's all I've been my purpose in life he's sort of like a Conan the Barbarian vibe no, very few words no humor whatsoever just gets to the point that's it the way they move the movie I mean you, it speaks for itself he's just like the best comedic <laughs> I, I learned that he has sensitive nipples <laughs> and he can eat he so can slowly <laughs> that he goes invisible. Invisibility. <laughs> yeah, I just the way they did that was just amazing. Yeah, so. I agree. Like in in that, yeah, like if you and it did so much, like to me, like it went from being like a character that I was like, okay, he's kind of cool to, I love this character, and he's still kicking ass and stuff. But yeah. the humor is just so good. Just to add to yours, Groot. I felt like Groot was one dimensional before yeah. the movie. I mean, as so a whole, much. I didn't really care about Guardians. I gotta say, like, oh, Rock, but Rockets always got that, yeah, sass, the sass, yeah. So he's like the Deadpool in space, just smart mouth. Mine, video game to movie, okay. And then that's why I don't have faith in Monster Hunter the movie because the guy who's directing it is directed these horrible <laughs> movies. I've only, I can't believe. Okay, I saw the first one, and I was like, damn, this is bad. And I saw the second one. Never went back. After the second one, I'm done with the Resident Evil series. What specific change from the source material? It's a lot. I a feel. lot. I mean, some of it well, is... I mean, like, the, to- the topic is, like, what are the drastic changes that they made, right? Dude, I don't... Need, you know what? To be honest, I don't even remember the movie, dude. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it was. I just rem- This is what I remember, dude. A scene with the with this dude and he gets gold guns and he goes oh damn like i, I love that guy <laughs> i mean that's the only memorable yeah. that's the only thing i can fucking remember about that movie the thing that i remember from the all lasers. these and i don't know if this is in any any of the source material of like resident evil games does anyone have like are they a powered up like clone character wesker like, is powered up but, but i don't not, know aside but, from him like a, a, t- a protagonist girl 
Because I feel like Milia Jovovich's character is this some like souped up superhero person. They're just normal. So that's never in the in the game. From to your knowledge, normal. Yeah, people. I think that's a huge deviation because, like, when you get to like five, six, and seven of these Resident Evil movies, it's just bonkers. Like, she's just doing all sorts of crazy shits. There's thirty of her. Like, she's just like I'm a sci-fi trope. Yeah. I mean, even like the very first movie, like indicated, like she is very well athletic in in the movie, um, as opposed to the game where you. There don't... was something more about her. There was like mystery to be had. Yeah. 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 And in the game, like you never even jump. Like you're just, you know, you're always. I will say, around. Chris Redfield in Resident Evil Five punches a boulder with one fist. <laughs> it was the best moment of that. Film. I haven't seen any of those. I, I've, it's the I've best. seen like one and three, maybe. Okay. Did you have any more? I don't have any more. Better or worse? Well, we just <laughs> start. Let's so go with the bad. Worse. I don't know. I just let's want do. Let's do the bad. bad. I'm gonna say Deadpool. Really? It's better. It's uh, worse. Worse? In He's Wolverine Origins. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Do you guys remember I, Wolverine yes. Origins? Yes. He doesn't uh, even talk. Exactly. It's like he has no mouth. Which that's his weapon. <laughs> that's his number. That's his number one well, weapon. That's the very first time it showed him in a film. Where they right? turned him into like Baraka. He has. It, it's it's the same actor. actor. Yeah. But he has it. He has it. Sewed they they shut. sewed his mouth shut because they're like he's a fucking. He won't shut his mouth. We'll sew his mouth shut. The, the so thing is, when I saw that film, that, and his and his blades are in. It's like Baraka. They're in his arm. That that scene wasn't significant to me because I didn't know Deadpool as well, so I didn't know really? he had that ridiculous charismatic oh, okay. thing that he has in the comic yeah. books. I mean, I knew he broke wall fourth walls and stuff like that. I did. I didn't. I just I didn't know the character. You weren't familiar I, with him, yeah. I thought like even though they said he was he's like Weapon X or whatever, I didn't convey I, who it was, and so it was nothing to me for that scene. That, that was like. Uh. <laughs> Do you have any more? I'm gonna go with worse and whole bunch of Stephen King adapted stuff. Dark Tower, baby. Fuck, dude. Just <laughs> no, I mean, just in general, dude. Oh, the really? Stand, the original It. I mean, the new one I haven't seen. I know it's, I it did no. I have the Blu-ray, but I haven't seen it. But um, so you don't like the original it? No, it's bad, dude. It's Damn. bad, dude. No, so the reason why I haven't watched the new it is because I'm trying to watch the original one and I can't fucking finish it. And we know how long it took you to watch Stranger Things yes. too. So yes, I, who knows when you watch I it? I know that I. F- I recall from watching the original it that I liked it, but I did feel like it was one of those like it felt longer than it needed to be type of film. It, it was, was like a, a miniseries. Mini- yeah, it was a miniseries. It yeah. wasn't a film. I saw like I saw it as a like a film type, so they might have like linked it together. Then was oh like okay, a, yeah. was there like a? a There's probably like a volume. Like, I think it was like a two part miniseries, like okay. three hours each or something. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad. So uh, that's all I recall is like it being really long. But yeah, a lot of I don't know why. How come his fucking source material is good and they just fuck fuck it up? It's just who they handed to. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> what about? <laughs> I'm gonna bring one up, but like Go this isn't. Uh, but Game of Thrones, there's a lot Ooh. of change. I would have to say. I'm it, gonna assume the book's better that, I, easily. That, I would have to say the. I think the the at least for me the show. I haven't obviously even looked at these books, but the show, it it's captivated so many like an audience already, and I feel like because it does a good job of like not being, not having like very like boring moments and stuff like that. 
and from what I've heard from people talking is there are a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of information. There's it gives a lot you, of minutia. Yeah, to like tell you like this person's this person, this person's this person. Mm-hmm. But you get it's so it's so much. Like you just get lost in these characters. The reason why I'm going to say the book is better. I read a part in it. I was reading through the first book, and it was when the gold. Uh, without spoiling it, the golden crown. My God, the way he fucking wrote that scene, like the dude's feet was like like drumming, like while the crown was being poured. I was like, holy fuck, that is not showcased in the show. You don't see his feet I th- going. I think moments that are um, empowered in the show are again the power, like things that we we get with with a film or movie or or show or any sort of like visual adaptation mm-hmm. is the visuals and the audio. So. Anytime Reigns of Casimir played, like the the Red Wedding or or um, the Golden Wedding, no, 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 the Purple Wedding, that's what it was, mm-hmm. um, or Battle of the Bastards, or you know these visually like imp- engrossing moments where you're like, this is the scale. Like it's great when you're reading it and you're left to your imagination, but getting like a visual satisfying moment with like John like drowning in bodies, like that was fucking like. You felt it. It was crazy. And like I thought that was really talented filmmaking yeah. and cinematography. And the, again, the music, like it just mm. the 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 music didn't exist until the the, sh- the show started. So like mm-hmm. the dun dun that's so iconic now. Yeah. Um I, when you were saying video game adaptations, I was thinking of Mortal Kombat. I was like, that music is just so like ingrained in my memory. We've talked about it before, but and, like and that came with the movie. That didn't yeah. come with the games. As far as I understand, I think there was some debate as to like it might have come out right before with the game. I, um, I had one more in the worst, and it's Civil War. The comic book? The movie, I think, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't do a service to the right. comic because I really felt... I, I understand that there's an MCU and there's a, a narrative to be told and the way they need to like keep everything tightly knit, and it's you know props to them for keeping that, but I feel like it's at a detriment to a story that was like standalone like Civil War. And the part I'm talking about specifically is the cause of Civil War. I really felt like it was a jarring moment and it hit hard and hit like anyone could like take this moment and it would divide. Like there was genuine comic book. Like people were like in shops being like, no, like Cap is right or Mm. Tony's right because this is how it should be done. It's like how people debate like politics. Like this is how we should go about solving these problems. And the way they were handling the, the moment I'm talking about in the comics is there's a, a group of kids, like a Teen Titans group, not trained, you know, nothing. And they're facing off against a guy that can make himself explode. And the fight ends up spewing in nearby an elementary school. It's one of the largest in the in the district. And he does his explosion and all the kids go. And it was fucking it was like 9-11 level shit. Yeah. Like and like the impact it had, like parents were involved, you know, families were involved. And so the authority was like, we got to do something like training is required. But then there was facets to it that they really broke into that they don't cover in the in the movie where it's like you have to have your identity saved mm. with the with the it's like um, Watchmen. Yeah, it was it was very much like Watchmen and Incredibles where it's like you got to work with the government. You're owned by the government. You're a, a government official. You're not outside the law. And, you know, what comes and doesn't come. There was an actual discussion between characters. Um and then when things erupt and get emotional, that's when things hit the shit. The shit hits the fan. And I thought the movie didn't get that. It was going for the larger narrative. Yeah. At, at the sacrifice. I'll quickly say the two better ones, just to finish it out. The Mask and The oh. Woodside. I thought that 
the well i'm each it's of these really... i'm saying the adaptation <clears throat> oh, okay, did okay, it better okay, okay. the like, mask is really different the it is very different i think what i'm saying is that i think his performance like jim carrey they really catered to that and it like made this really iconic thing yeah the second one being androids dream of electric sheep mm. i thought blade runner became such a like iconic film and like delved into these cyberpunk new york well, the things that like japan has been doing for a while with like um ghosts in a shell and all these other you know films and, and animes that they've had i thought this was like a good like western version of those and i was like man that in the book covers it but it like it had a different story altogether i thought that the movie really was cool um so was... nice street fighter the movie <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 the machinima one no, 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 that was good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that actually good. very Even good. Even the Mortal Kombat machine one's good too. Oh, with uh, Michael Ty, uh, yeah. J. White? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. It didn't have Shang Tsung though. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it did. That's the one guy they had from it that they yeah. did. You're right. All right, next topic. So it's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And um, so this one on, on Reddit, I found a guy said he found a patent from Sony for being able to get. Um, or for a machine that can be backwards compatible to where it can play PS2, PS3, and PS4 games on a system. And I'm assuming, like, everyone's just assuming this is going to be the PS5. Um, This isn't something that they've been saying, but I I have to assume that this doesn't mean a PS5 is going to have complete backwards compatibility. This is just something, like, I think it's always like like a... uh, like insurance, you know, like it's something if we, you know, we'll have it. No one can copy it if we ever tend to do it. Um, but what do you think is the possibility or what do you what are your thoughts on the fact that a, a system can be like completely backwards compatibility like that? Like just go back to the old games like and this is with the knowledge that we have where people are they're remaking games for current systems. You know, is this something obviously that could affect that or just any any thoughts you guys have on this? The first thought was. They're, I mean, Xbox is there right now. Yeah. So where can Sony take it? Like that Xbox hasn't taken it. Well, I, from my understanding, Xbox does software only, correct? Like, no, like, you can put in. Oh, you could put in discs. I believe so. Yeah. If you have your old Xbox. Oh, I was. It's right. OG I think, discs, like at E3 this past year, they said that. I think there are certain discs that have issues. Yeah. They yeah, said only okay. like it's still a big library, but yeah. only specific titles. Yeah, I remember are allowed, that. and they had a list of what those are. But it was a large like it was the ones you would want to. Yeah. Um, that's the old public. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think of like what would int- like what how do they make this a selling point rather than just like a good faith point because right now they're making money off like PS1 classics and PS2 classics and remakes like you said and revamps and re- like Resident Evil 2. They just they're making big money off of having that on their stores. So like what would entice them as a company besides just being consumer friendly? And part of me was thinking like, okay, maybe they could go the route. Nintendo has this like down pat where people have bought Super Mario 3 and World like hundreds of times. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe they offer it in terms of like a, a service where um, there's leaderboards for these old games or there's like ways in which – new ways in which you can appreciate those games. Like what if like an old – like what if original RE2 or original Metal Gear has a photo mode in it? Yeah. That you could then go and enjoy and like mm. take cool photos. People like photo mode is a small thing, but it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I had thought of was something that people could appreciate is 
preserving. Like this is a great way to preserve games that are not hard to find now. Like if a game is like super rare and costs a million dollars to own to even experience it, this is a, this would be the opportune way to be like we have it in our library. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, if they can, if there's no issues with like copyrights and stuff, right, right, third party. Those are some of the like thoughts I have. That's a good one. Like um, when it came to like refreshing it, because like obviously just playing the same game. So having like a leaderboard and having achievements possibly it's, something yeah, like, hey, mm-hmm. you played, you're playing the original like you know RE2 or whatever, like with using a disc or using like the original file or whatever uh, from downloading it. Like you could just get an achievement from there and then just you know yeah. beat this stage, beat this stage, and it just allows people to know that adding a time onto that trophy like hey you beat it in 10 seconds you know you beat it in in a minute and 45 Mm -hmm. seconds or whatever and so people can compete you know there's like a leaderboard that'd make it really refreshing really fun yeah some of that yeah that's a good one jang what do you think money wise doesn't make sense for sony to do that because like games like they're hard to find like if i wanted to i mean some some of the games are easy to find but like not a lot of people it doesn't hit the mass audience if i were to do a backwards compatibility like the average joe won't have the original ps1 ps2 ps they might have ps3 it's more common but and plus they make money by selling it on a ps store so i don't think money wise it's not worth it to do it because the technology behind it and from what i understand the way the technology is they made some proprietary way where they did it in the past ps3 and ps4 that limited them from pre- preventing them from doing it, and now they're going to like a PC-based system, hmm. and or something along those lines. I don't know the exact terminology, but that infrastructure allows them to just be like it's like an emulator. It's like just carbon copy this over. Well, I was reading it. It seems like it like downgrades itself. Like if mm. it's like you know you get like the best PC, and with those specs, you can't run o- older stuff because you're gonna you're gonna overrun it. It was like saying something like that. So what it does is it'll downgrade itself to lower specs, even though it still has the same specs, and it runs this game at that lower spec, so it doesn't like overrun what it needs to run for for these certain programs to to play well. Um, so I have an idea. I'm trying to think of like what. Let's say it's available. Mm-hmm. How many do you see? What would it take to get you to want to play anything backwards compatible? <laughs> like what would it have to be or have or. My know. my biggest thing would be achievements. Like if I can allow people to see that the fact that I've played, you know, this this classic game um and again and like it shows like hey, he beat the whole thing. Ninja Gaiden. Not, not only that, yeah, and like not only that he did a no-hit run, like okay. there's an achievement for that. Like that's something that would like do it. yeah, a, there's a lot of games where like I rather than get it on PC, I'll get it on PS4 because PS4 sure. has the trophies. I can show people when I've done certain things have to certain things it hasn't pushed me to actually get all these platinums but i really enjoy playing if you're between it knowing, um, we yeah, were to play it you're gonna go having the trophy or achievement okay. side is the one i go for what are you doing nothing would do it i don't know man because i just want it i just want games that i can't find so i'd rather just have like a ps store have give me rare games bust a groove part two give me like the rare einhander Fuck! Give me the rare PS One games that I don't have. I because I mean, what's the point of getting backwards compatibility if can't even? Ha- I don't even have those games. Yeah, I feel like the thing is, how many people still keep all their old? Like the percentage of people that mm-hmm. still have their original PS One or whatever uh, PlayStation Classic games physically, yeah, and then 
are willing to be like, yeah, bust it out, you know, whatever, whatever storage container mm-hmm. I have or something. So I think for me, a digital storefront, much like the Nintendo online service has, makes the most sense. And I'm trying to think of the way I would pitch that is I think PS5 comes out. They, you know, have their pitch of like what the PS5 offers, backwards compatibility, works if you have physical or, you know, you want to get digital in the storefront, whatever, it's there. Uh, it's available either way. Sorry, Mike smacked it for the audience <laughs> um it's available either way now i think they're going to then talk about updates to the playstation online and the playstation plus the subscription service that they have they're going to increase the price in my opinion mm. to but they would offer more with it i think it's 60 normally 60 a year and i only buy it at a discount <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> like there's like deals off. it's yeah. 50 bucks usually but it, it's a annual service mm-hmm. that lets you play online and you get two games a month yeah um Usually, and they would in the past, they would do it for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and Vita. I think they're going to go PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and a, and a classic or two. Well, they sent right, it, they sent out an email PS3 right now, and Vita. Yeah, they're, they're not going to include PS3 games or PS3 games anymore because they're going to keep it away, they're going to bring it back. As, here's a one throwback classic. Thursday, and the classic could well, be either like, PS1 it, game, it, PS2 yeah, it could game, be PSP, PS3. any of any PS game. Uh, that was after before PS3. four, before yeah. four, um, and I think they'll have a handpicked ones, like maybe uh, highlighted ones, like rare ones or something. But then it'll entice you to be like, oh well, if I'm getting this, maybe I'll get another classic game or I don't know, ta- mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics or mm-hmm. whatever. I feel like that's how they're gonna package it to start off, and then like they'll have a la carte. You can that just brings me to to think like, how does how does digital work like with old games? Like these games were made before a digital world was was even thought of. Like we were, we I had. I mean, they have a program file somewhere, right? But is that is it as simple as just loading that up on some? The... I don't think all. Like I know, like with what was it? I mean, some, original like, Starcraft. I know the Resident Evil too, the classic. That's because I have it on PS2 or not PS2. I have it on PS3. Yeah. You know, like we were able to buy that digitally, but like. I don't there I, that goes into question like there's certain games where like the copyright issue is now a thing. Yeah, because, of course. You know, it's it's past that. Either point. the the game itself, like Tony Hawk Pro Scare, or it's the music it's license, the yeah. licensed music. So they can no longer be it can no longer be redistributed, but if you have the physical copy, you can still play the shit out of that if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. that that's where they leave it open. It's like yeah. we're, our system can handle physical copies, but th- uh, any first party or second party games are available digitally from this vast library that we yeah. have. So that could be there because the whole the classic thing that they made the little like Nintendo classic you know competitor, mm-hmm. fl- it's like half price now. Like yeah. that thing did not it was, do well, and I still was, don't want to buy it. They were asking for a hundred bucks <laughs> originally, and then it went down to fifty. I think is what I it think, is. Think and probably go to lower. So I'm just like maybe twenty. They, <laughs> Make it twenty, <laughs> and even then, I'm like, do I? It's just gonna take a space. I don't. Or even hack know. it. I haven't even opened the N sixty two or the Nintendo, Super Nintendo Classic. One? No, just in it. Do I have that one too? I have I both. So. I have the classic and the Super Nintendo. Well, they're no longer making those, so they're in stores everywhere. Yeah, but they're no. Yeah, it's gonna true. be rare. So. Yeah, well, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's like cool. You're finally doing it. Like much like how they're finally allowing for name changes. Hmm. Like even though it's convoluted, I think they're finally getting with the times on some of these issues that have been lingering in preparation for yeah. something bigger. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That, yeah. That, okay. My top. So 
I have been going down this rabbit hole for two games right now of learning about like all this backstory. Like recently in Destiny 2, there's a new gun that's been ba- – or not a new gun. It's an old gun come back in a new way, and it's the last word. It's a hand cannon. It's very famous in the lore of Destiny. And the, the gun itself is really popular and fun to use, but what I constantly hear about on the subreddits, on conversations, on podcasts and stuff is it's part – the gun's history is part of this – one of the best stories within Destiny's lore. And I was like, I've, I've never heard this story. And there's a YouTuber called My Name is Bife. Um, and he goes into the minutia of like what is the actual lore and background of all this stuff within Destiny that never gets really like the the, the spotlight that the games showcase. There's just yeah. like stuff's happening, very basic storyline. Bad guy comes, this stuff happens. You save the day. You're a guardian. Superpowers and God stuff. Um, but then there's all this like, where did this race come from? Who is this race? Who's the main? Why is this person the king of this race and all this other stuff? So I've been like learning all about that. And then the other thing was I've been – I've had this weird curiosity about Kingdom Hearts lately. I've <laughs> never played a single game of – oh, no. Correction. I played Chain of Memories on the oh. Game Boy Advance That's the, because my brother had it. And I was like, that looks fun. <laughs> I played it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I guess this is a middle piece of something. But I've been watching people play it recently. And I've been listening to podcasts trying to explain it. And – at first, I was like, "Man, this is so funny." There's just the, explaining it is a joke. That's it's. I guess it's a comedy. But then I hear more and more people explaining it in more detail or more with more passion. I should say, like with yeah. less humor and more like, "No, this there's a really genuine story, and there's there's all this stuff going on that is subtext." Or this, and it got me thinking of just like games and their lore that's like not upfront. Everything that's going on in the background, the worlds they create, and like I wanted to know what your guys' experiences are. Like some of your favorite lore in games or some of your experiences with like how it's presented even like it's not just like what it is but what how do you f- learn about it and yeah you know, stuff. so i don't know just around the around um, the table I I, I, obviously it's not a secret that i play world of warcraft what um and it, it has one of the of my most favorite which was um wrath of the lich king okay so it had um alliance has a uh, a king, um, and and his son. His son is Anduin, or uh, is it Anduin? No, um, Arthas. I'm sorry, and he is is doing things in a bad way to try to get back at the horde. He's he's doing everything in his power to try to get back to you know to these these this other side, this other uh, enemy um, that has done bad to him and his and his whole uh, whole alliance side. Um, to the point that he becomes a bad guy to everyone. He takes in this power that create that turns him into the Lich King. He becomes like this all-powerful uh, monster who is imbuing powers to other people. Like, hey, go do my bidding. Here's powers. Uh, and he's creating, essentially, what happens is um, you fight the Frozen Throne, which is at the very end of this raid. It's him at his throne. You have to fight him. But along the way, you're fighting these creatures that he's given powers to made very powerful okay. to protect him and, and his like what he's trying to do. Um, so this whole time it's this guy who starts on the, on the side of, of, of a faction that's always been a, like the sections never really done much wrong. Like there are, obviously there are characters that have done something bad 
to try to do something for the greater good, essentially. Uh, but this is one of the most, the biggest ones where it became like a big thing for the game. It was the whole expansion is the fact that this guy is now becoming a bad guy. So that's the main story of that. For that one specific expansion. Okay. Yeah. Is he but like, is trying to do everything he can to get revenge to the point that he becomes a monster. Okay. But I'm like, the, what I'm trying to get at is like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, where like do you get any point throughout the story get little bits of things that are going that like this is what that clan or the family or the history of that family have been like right reading leading up to it or after it or mm. like that that interest like that caught your attention and you started learning more about gotcha like, gotcha uh i'll think about it if jane wants to go next for a bit mine is going to be from from software blood born mm. and like if you play the game the story is not apparent. You're just a dude that dies and wakes up in a dream and you have to like kill these bosses. But the lore is like hidden in notes and in conversations and it's so obscure. Like you have to like really like study it. I just watched So it. even if you read it, it's not apparent? It's very implied. It's oh, oh. it's super implied. Like like for example, there's this girl. The very first boss that you fight is Gascoin. And he's like, I think he's a pri- okay. I might be butchering it. I think he's a priest, but he got infected, so he turns into this werewolf. He's a beast as well. Okay. But the you meet an NPC, and it's a girl by a window. So after you kill Gascoin, you get this like brooch. I think it's his wife's wife's brooch. And this is like super Im- like implied. You don't know this, and okay. like you had to like I don't know read a lot of stuff, listen to conversations. So you pick up the brooch. And you go to that window, that's the daughter of the boss. Oh. And so when you talk to her, you doom her. Because you got two choices, to give her the brooch or withhold it. You get, if you give it to her, she's going to go look for her, her dad and she gets killed by a monster. And her, like, there's like a white ribbon, I think, or a red ribbon, and that's hers. The thing is, if you withhold it, she's still going to go out and kill her. But if you just don't do anything, she just stays in her house and... Doesn't die. I guess she dies. I don't know what happens. She just stays oh. in her house. So that lore, like you wouldn't know until it's so deeply hidden in like. Do you enjoy notes. that? That it's like something like. I don't like to, to like. <laughs> I just want to watch a YouTube video and explain it. And it like opens my eyes like, oh. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So Bloodborne, the lore is hidden. How do you like you mentioned how yours is presented? Do you, is there a way you enjoy? Because I know, like, the, I was trying to think of all the different ways this is presented, like any sort of worldly knowledge of a game where there, it's, for all intents and purposes, it's like world building. It's mm-hmm. like making whatever game you're in, in feel that much more alive. It's like things are going on regardless of your involvement. And, like, it's data logs, it's audio logs, it's notes, it's item descriptions, it's side quests that you come across where it's like, oh, this isn't necessary, but there's something going on here. I'm getting involved and I'm learning a little bit more about this in, you know, town or something. Do you have a preferred way in which this is delivered, these, this narrative? I think audio is my preferred way. Like, if it's something that I'm doing and, like, it's audible um, going on in the background, like like an audio log or something. Like, let's say, I think the Division... Like Bioshock, I think, has that. And the Division, Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as you pick up a quest or something... It has like like an audio tape that plays. Yeah, yeah. Someone's that's talking. giving you like the 
you know, the, the history of why something is going on right now or whatever. Yeah, for like, you, for you, it. all it's like is like, you pick this up, go find the local yeah. gang that did something. But that audio log, you know, gives yeah, you... Yeah, because if it's just text, I'm probably not going to read it. I'm just yeah. going to skip over it. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I tend to not skip audio logs. Like, if I pick something up, I will let that play as I'm continuing what I need to do. Um, and and you're, you're paying attention And to I'll pay attention. Yeah, okay. yeah. But, like, if it's a text, I'll be like, I, you know what? I'm going to pay attention to what I'm visually seeing. Yeah. And I'll just skip this out of audio text. Interesting. So, yeah, I think for me, it's going to be an audio log that, that would be easier for me to start yeah. paying attention to the lore. Okay. I want things that have a big payoff. So, I don't care if, like, how, if it's delivered to me on a note or audio. I want them to hint at it and then show me something and be like, oh, shit. That is that. But like with the Bloodborne thing, you wouldn't have picked up on it until you watched the YouTube. That's true. But so, that one didn't really have a good payoff. Like there's oh, okay. this like there's another. Uh, so in Bloodborne, there's a section that you enter. And when you open the door, this guy, this hunt, he's a hunter as well. He's like, okay. you're not supposed to be here. And he just starts shooting a gun at you. And then later on in the game, there's like a note about him. And you're like, Oh, I understand why he did that. Why he was trying to shoot at me. So I don't, I don't know payoffs. So is there any other big payoff like that you can think of that has done that for you? Hmm. I don't know. A lot of games, like lore wise, I don't know. In my experience, it's very straightforward. <laughs> There's not really a lot. It's lot just of like a, a linear narrative. Like Bioshock, so, maybe it okay. has a good twist to it. Bioshock really got me good. I don't want to spoil it, but it. Don't watch the girlfriend's review. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that spoiled it. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Where, where something for me for like a side that I just recall is for The Last of Us. Um, the, they have a really, I think oh, they do such I a great job with about. world building, but there's a small side story of the sewers mm. where they, they go to hide. And as you're going through this whole entire area, there's notes on the ground to, mm. dictating like, hey, there, there used to be a guy that lived here. He brought. He allowed a family to come in and live with him, like to to be protected in this area, and then slowly, like you find out, like monsters came in. They attacked the kids. Like you go to the area and you see two dead children and like an adult, and you're just like, oh fuck, it got them. Mm -hmm. And the guy who originally like was living here alone, I think, is the only one who managed to get out. Really? Yeah. And so like the people that he allowed to you know safely be here ended up. Dying. So you could have completely missed this. Yeah, if like did. if you're yeah. not reading these notes on the ground. And it, it was so captivating to me that when they announced DLC, like it was going to be like a, another storyline, yeah. I was like, it's going to be this one. It has to be this. Mm. Not even no. that. <laughs> no. And I'm so disappointed. Like they have to, I felt like they had to bring that in. Like they had to make a story with just this one because it was such a fantastic thing. Like, dude, it, re, like, that alone was like so intense compared to like how intense the game is. I was like, I was so captivated in like that that one little, that one little wow. area running through it, and I was so it was such a good thing. Yeah, but I like it, it was it was a let, I mean it was a letdown because there was no continuation. Like you get out of the sewers, and I scoured the whole thing outside, <laughs> thinking like Comb. I will find a note. <laughs> Wait, metal I will find a note where he's like, and there might a note might exist like further out, saying like, "Hey, I've gotten this far in, in life after re, you know re leaving the sewers." I never really ended up finding it because mm. that area is like filled with like uh, human enemies. Yeah, um, and they're a lot tougher than like the the zombies because the, the zombies you can kind of like sneak around. Yeah, these guys is, they see you and they start getting you. So it was a lot difficult to. Mm comb that area 
But I yeah. Mean, I mean, Destiny's got a mix of a few of these. It's got like descriptions within, like, you pick up archive data logs mm-hmm. and it's not narrated, it's it's written. So you're just like, okay, well, do I want to sit here and read Which is like a, lot of it a paragraph read, yeah. or two? And some people, you know, that they love that because it's like time they can sit down and like really soak in some sort of narrative. Like, it's like, I mean, for video games, it's a fairly new thing. Like, it's still like getting its working its kinks up because it's one of the newer mediums, but compared to like books, mm-hmm. but like books have, you know, side notes and subtexts and full on like, I think of the Silmarillion Silmarillion from Mm -hmm. J.R. Tolkien, where it's just like a whole book of just history of the world of the Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth. And everything that like from the beginning of time till now, where this originated from and how this group, you know, took over the section and all this stuff. I'm like, when you watch Lord of the Rings, there's just the elves are here. The Rohan is here. (laughs) Condor is here. And I'm like, I want to know more about them and it kind of entices you to dig into this stuff. And with a book, you know, you got, you're, you're enjoying the, the reading and everything mm-hmm. with a video game. I like something involved, but like, I feel like bloodborne has it well where you, if there's a little bit of reading and you have to, if you want, you have to want to find it yeah. to, to like how you said as well, the last of us to, in order to be get any sort of payoff. So you're not going to just stumble upon it and not appreciate it. You're mm-hmm. just, you have to actively look for it and it's there for you. And you're like, they spent time making this whole thing that who knows how many people are going to experience and then learn of a story or something. And with Destiny, so going back to what I was saying, some of it's text, but then other times there's character, like I'll be in the middle of a match um, of Gambit and the narrator's like, oh, you know, I once met Saint-14. Some say he's dead, but, you know, he, you know, I don't believe, I don't buy it. Yeah. And like, I'm like, who's Saint-14? <laughs> and like, I start looking at, like, he's mentioned him a few times. And I'm like, and a few other characters have mentioned him. And there's a helmet in the game that's powerful. And it's his helmet, Saint-14's helmet. And I'm like, who the fuck is Saint-14? Like, he's got to be someone. So I start reading up on him. And then I go through the text and the wikis and the YouTubes. And I learn he's played a vital role in the foundation of this city. And I'm like, man, Saint-14's a fucking <laughs> badass. And he's done some cool shit. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Like, I and like that hook, like that payoff, I think is really cool, and it, it kind of gets you invested. It's cool what lore does. Like, I think Game of Thrones is a big one where it's like, yeah, you get the main stories, but it's gotten to the point now where people are it, the demand for these stories that are in lore that are in the backdrop of like how the Targaryens first came, and now they're doing a a pre not like a prequel, but a spinoff, like actual HBO where they want to go into that history yeah. or. Star Wars was like at a time where they're like, let's go back to when the Clone Wars were. Mm. We briefly mentioned them and it spawned, you know, a, you know, an actual focus on that. And that became the main thing. So I don't know. It just, it's interesting to me. I want to, oh, go for it. I want to add Starcraft, reading the book, the booklet. Just oh, the, the Lord. booklet yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. I just... remember reading the books. Oh, those are fun. Like Halo was the same thing where they're like, there were novels in the sci-fi section and there was so much. Like I, yeah, the main, the booklet was so good. Like, right, <laughs> Terrans Protoss. Now I, was, I, I recalled another uh, small thing that I like, and it's also in Destiny. Like I wouldn't, I don't know if it, if you'd consider this part of like the main story, hmm. but there is a dungeon run that you do, um, where the hive is attacking, and you have to like to continue going down the path. You have to start destroying these crystals, and as you play the game. 
like as soon as you enter where you're gonna start finding the first crystal, you hear audio logs saying like, no, oh. no, no, please, please, don't, don't. You already killed my ghost. Yeah, and yeah. They're turning these people into this the these power crystals. Like they're turning humans or guardians essentially yeah. using their power to turn into power crystals. And at the very end of the mission, there's like you need a power crystal to kill this boss. There's no more power crystals. And it's this this girl that you've you've never met. You just heard her starting in this mission. And at some point, she goes like, "No, no, no! You what, guys? Keep going. I've got an idea." And she literally turns herself into a power crystal so that you have the power to kill this last boss. And so it's like it's just like it's so good. And the only reason I'm able to like pay attention to this is because it's all audio logs. Yeah, it's like as you're running through, through the, you yeah. hear this audio going through in the background because you're radioing with these people. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason. If it was text log, probably has, would have but never. But the thing is, this. it's great because it has nothing like your overarching story of like what the guardians are doing mm-hmm. with the grand scheme of things that has no significance to that yeah. but it's like a, this personal story of like how the hive operate and this small group of people that yeah. have been you know victims of that and then you're stumbling in upon this mm-hmm. and like the horrors and it's crazy yeah, yeah. i don't know like there's the, okay here's another question has there ever been a time where it's felt where you felt it wasn't needed where there there was a lot of lore or there was some lore and you're like or there was some world building backstory of something you're like why the fuck is this even here I mean at this point the only thing I could think of was have to, would have to be Kingdom Hearts dude. like really because I played one and two like me when I played one I was like okay, off this a lot is, of people this is where it's a fighting game it's okay. well the thing is like <laughs> even back then I've always been like I want to play on console like if you start dabbing like a story into like a, a mobile game, I'm probably not going to go into that route. Okay. So when one, when the original Kingdom Hearts came out, I played that on on PS2, and then, yeah, and then P- Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. I played that as well, and then nothing. But I, I, and I knew these games were coming out on mobile. I just thought there were like things to hold people over. It turns out like most of the story is of... all in the mobile. Like it has nothing. Well, there like, was the... like a PC game. There was a, th- a DS, not a DS, a Game Boy game. Yeah, there's a Game Boy game. There a 3DS was game. there was a mobile game. It's there's Dream Distance Drop. I don't even like <laughs> all these things. It's everywhere. But and I never followed the mobile games. And like and then I I looked. I watched a 30 minute YouTube video. Yeah. And it's like here's half of the story. I'm like, you haven't even gotten to the first game I played yet. I don't understand what's going on, dude. And then they're like, and then here's that, like the section that I played, the See, two games is like this I, much out of this whole entire lore. I, I'm like, why would you do this to me? I don't, I wouldn't say that's not, uh, that's unnecessary lore. I feel like that's convoluted. Yeah. Like the presentation of it w- yeah, like was like, the met era. At this point, it's unnecessary for me because I'm not going to But like, attention. I'm thinking of like, Okay, here's a, a um, I I mean to, this is an opinion. I know some people enjoy it, and but I I it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. It's Street Fighter. It, there's some of the stories that I care about, mm. but I don't know why E Honda is fighting, and I don't right. think I care why he's fighting. All right. But like but, I know why Ken is fighting. I know why Ryu is fighting. But the thing is, like, what happens if you finally do end up finding out why E Honda's fighting? And you're like, well, that's such a good story. It, I'm saying as of right now, that hasn't happened. Gotcha, gotcha. And I know that there's stuff of that and I don't it doesn't feel it doesn't add anything to me to I'm, the, to I'm the trying world to think to of, me. I think, Blanc- to think of Blanca's story is cool. His is. I his, enjoy, his there's is cool. some that I enjoy, yeah. but like it's like hit or miss with those characters. Hit or miss. I guess but like I think <laughs> a, a game that does it maybe it, to my to in a more 
narrative way is Mortal Kombat, where it's like a, yeah, it's it's a, a tournament. Lot, it's a lot better. <laughs> where there's like the fate of realms is on the balance. Tekken has a lot better story. Really? Tekken has a really cool story. Okay. I know a little bit about the Soul Calibur story of like, you know, Nightmare and like how he came through. Not all of it, but I know some characters. But again, like... I'm trying to think of one where I know the story, but I don't think it's like good enough to even care about it. That's what I'm trying do, to think of. Do you of, care about Smash I, story? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's that's a good one. Like, like it, there is no reason to like, like it doesn't change your opinion on this this game because all you, you care about is just like oh, hey, exactly. Smash? I'm gonna piss off some people. Metal Gear Solid. There's some things that need to be cut. Cut the fat, Ooh. dude. Cut the fat, dude, dude. Some of it is just unnecessary. I'm just like, oh my god. I feel you played it very well. Like you've planned them like a, one of the games like three times. Uh, technically, I mean, before there was a plan for it. There's a lot of. Can we talk about the lore of Mario Kart <laughs> and why there isn't more of it? No, I'm kidding. Like games I, like that though is they're weird to me because like it doesn't need. Lore. I I know yeah. you're joking, yeah. but like. It doesn't need lore because the lore is within each character, but the idea of why they're racing, like, I don't need it. From Mario <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't need to be there. right. Like, right, I yeah. don't. Like, I I know Super Mario Bros. There's a there's a narrative. Mm-hmm. There's a Mario saves the princess or Bowser. This right. I don't need to know some of the subtext of like. This is how Bowser's kingdom operates. And this is why Peach is like running shit into the ground. Like it'd be interesting if it was made like well, and there's always an opportunity to do that, but thus far that has never been a motivator to why I'm playing or it doesn't enrich or add value to the games thus far. The biggest thing is he has a secret exit and he's always stealing the princess and exiting back out again and you have to go to the next castle. And then he's just like <laughs> and then he's out. But Zelda, on the other hand, I think there's a lot of great like Side stories mm. of like the Garuda or of the timeline, <laughs> yeah, the time <laughs> stuff. But like just learning about like subsects and the other great uh, groups of people, and like, not even just that, like because like they add people that teach you because they're certain like, which I think is so good for it too. I don't, I don't know, like there's a guy who's a chef and he's like, yeah, I make my my recipes like this, and he t- literally shows you a, a recipe, and like he he. There's some lore to him, like he'll tell you like why he's doing this, but like each one of those is is a method to teach you a recipe. The only thing that sucks is you can't save these recipes. You have to like memorize them. Yeah, but I'm just saying like the like understanding that the Zora people have their existence mm-hmm, in their mm-hmm. kingdom, and there's a, there's a whole thing going on there that you're just you you could completely miss out on. But you, the more you talk to each individual person, yeah. they give you a little bit more of a. A color to that mm-hmm. to that area, so oh, it's interesting. So that's yeah. my my top. And uh, let's let's finish things out with uh, what have you guys been up to this week? We're gonna start things off with Jang this time. <laughs> Switching it up. <laughs> we'll start with a little bit of war groove. Oh, but I scratched. I'm like <laughs> like very because another game came out. Apex nipples. AKA Let's go. Apex Legends. The We got a champion right here. The Fortnite killer, supposedly. Is it? I mean the ten million players in that short of a time. In one Ooh. day? No. It was like two five or two. Still a lot, but ten million but now. Mm-hmm. But over two million concurrent, I think it said something like that. Mm. Yeah. I mean it's number one. It beat Fortnite as most watch games. Ni- right he had re- they ninja's retired. Have you guys not seen him? Oh, he's sponsored. He's Apex. out. He's not on Twitch anymore. 
Oh, well, no, he's sick and... Is he? <laughs> How convenient he's sick when this game comes Apex out. is coming. Well, I know for sure he's sponsored by Apex. Right. He's already done a good really? sponsor's post, yeah. Wow, wow. Um, so. My initial impression of Apex, I like the classes. I don't, me personal preference, I don't like squad-based games. I'd rather play lo- <laughs> Lone Wolf. Like, Why, Can you just not... Play as a lone wolf in a squad. You're gonna you get. Outrun you can, I mean, I'm not that good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's possible if I was Shroud. I could totally see them making it down the line. Like they said yeah. that there's a lot of content to come. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If so, if they have game modes and there's like just solo, um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fantastic. But yeah, as of right now, it's just squads. I don't so. like the player count. I feel like what's you, the player count? Sixty, I think. Okay. Oh, on the map. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got. Um, yeah, I feel like really? there are men. There are many moments where you don't have a lot of action you're just oh uh, just okay but the mobility though i'm worried oh. i'm worried that it's too many and it's just like chaos there's like mm. too much melee going on all of a mm. sudden and it's i got like... meleeed last night <laughs> two guys i was like you couldn't find a gun um, there's one aspect i like and i think they need to bring this into fortnite um if you kill someone, mm-hmm. you can recover their flag, their banner, okay. and you can respawn them. That is a fucking game changer. Wait, respawn the person so if you, you killed? So if you die in the game, okay. I can respawn you. Oh, a teammate can do yeah, that. Yeah, a teammate oh, okay, can okay. respawn you. Uh, you said if you kill Oh, no, 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 no. I missed... Okay. No, no, no. So, so you pick up... Dies. You have to pick up his flag. Okay. And you have to go to... You have to go to a respawn point. Oh, and you put it in, points. And it takes a long time, so... It, it's kind of, I guess it's risky, but then there's so there's no action, so it's like it's not that risky. Like, also like supply drops are really risky in Fortnite. Like, if you're going for a supply drop, another team is eighty percent going to be there. Okay. This game supply drop uncontested all the time, and I'm yeah. just like, you got to kind of change that. You got to, it's random, but drop it where it's like between two groups or something, so you will see action for that supply. Yeah. But that's the only way to get legendary weapons, and that's the only way I think to win that game is okay. to get those legendary weapons. Because the supply drop will always drop a legendary, okay. always, no matter what. But I think it's interesting that they've taken that, but they've also added class abilities, like mm-hmm. the idea of like, okay, I'm playing as this character where I have these this set of basic abilities and then ultimate ability, mm-hmm. which just reminds me of Overwatch in some ways. There's some, yeah, there's some really like the robot that I'm using, Pathfinder. He, Pathfinder, he can. There are these like. Things antennas he can hack them and it tells you where the next circle is. So oh. it's very like team based. Like yeah. there's another guy who could see footsteps. That's his just like beast passive. Mode. That's his passive ability. He can see footsteps, so he can call out. Oh, there's there's traps right there. I could see footsteps, and he can turn on like a UAV kind of thing, like a, a blast area. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, has potential. I think I'm retired from the game. <laughs> Someone try to add me and. I was like, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> I got my victory. I'm done. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm one for no, one, one no chant. Hundred percent one ratio. Anything else? Uh, I finished Chuck Palahniuk's Invisible Monsters. How was it? It's fucking good. Yeah, it's fucking good. Like, cool. the what's it about? It's about a uh, a model that gets into a car accident and she loses her jaw so like her tongue is exposed and she just yeah so she's trying to cope with trying to figure out who did this to her and she's just trying to cope with life and she gets into this crazy like 
You know how Fight Club has that twist? This book has that twist times two. There's like a, whoa, like I didn't expect that. Like, whoa, okay. And then I was trying to guess another way for the second twist and <laughs> fucking. And they're, they've been trying to make a movie out of this. Jessica Biel was supposed to star as the main girl. But I think they have a problem with doing the special effects for a jaw missing. Mm. But um, so they she in uh, in the book like she doesn't get like surgery or anything like that. To they try to oh so you know how Chuck is like his writing style is very grotesque. So he was saying like there's this process. <laughs> He's going into detail about like so she's missing a lot of skin. So what they do is they take a they take your bone and try to like make skin grow mm -hmm. and once it grows long enough they like wrap it up so she's letting like a yeah, lot yeah so she's letting these like the skin grafts grow but i don't know like how true it is yeah, it's yeah. like well that's pretty descriptive Dang. yeah his writing but um <laughs> what's the other book then oh so i brought pet cemetery because the trailer came out and, right and then you and brought then, that because you finished so it. this i'm trying to finish you're, with, oh, so you're making your way through it. Yeah, I haven't started it. Oh. But I ha I'm going to try to finish it within two weeks. Black Leopard, Red Bull. So I've been hearing a lot about it. Yep. And Neil, it's already been, like, got the rights for a movie. I didn't know that. Michael B. Jordan's production company is working with nice. Warner Brothers. He should play the main character. You think? Uh, I don't know enough about it. I just, I see Neil Gaiman talking about it on the back. And yeah, like, yeah. I've been hearing a lot. Um, Pet Cemetery came out. They the trailer. They changed... Did you guys watch it? I watched the trailer. They changed it. They changed it on us. <laughs> but um, not surprised. There's a thing called felching. Can I tell you what it is? It's Go for it. it's probably worse than Pearl Jack Diving. <laughs> uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, all right. Look me. it up. Urban Dictionary felching. F E L C H. Uh, okay. It's At worse. At your own risk. It's. I worse. feel like there's like it's belching. Farting-wise, I, I, I don't know. It's the reverse of belching, but it's even gross. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And that's it. I'm uh, not surprised either that he came up with another thing. Marcus, what are you up to? Uh, not much. I, I've had an ear infection since Monday, <sighs> and it's horrible. It's a lot of pain. Uh, most pain I've felt in a long time. Um, I... Keep playing World of Warcraft. I haven't stopped. I can't stop for some reason. Mm -hmm. They got uh, you. <laughs> we got him, That boys. guy working customer is like, <laughs> got him. Retention, 100%. 100%. Hook, line, sinker. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm trying. I'm not going to stick to like 100% diet type of oh, thing. Oh, shit. But I'm going to cut down on sugar specifically. Nice. Um, I'm going to try to start making my own dishes. Right. Obviously, spaghetti. no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> start with spaghetti. Go out with a bang. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, cut down on like dr a Coke, drinks, and stuff like that. Um, Am I going to have to be eating wings by myself? No, no, no. Like, again, like, Just I'm let not... me know. I can take it. No. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, I again, like, I want to actively cut down on yeah, it, but yeah. it's not like... I'm not stopping myself from like, you know, let's go enjoy something. Yeah, like sugar and infused spaghetti or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm fine with that. Mukbang it, dude. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, so that's like the one Power thing, and you, hopefully that leads into other avenues for me. We'll see. Cool. But for right now, yeah, just cutting down on sugar. Okay. Anything else? Um, I still haven't bought in Wargroove, mm, but I plan on to. 
Um, I heard rumors that supposedly before they made Devil May Cry 5, they were planning on making... Uh, what was the name of it? Shoot. Um, Dragon Dogmas 2. Ooh. And possibly, there could be a possibility that now that they're done making 5, that they're going to go on to make Dragon Ooh. Dogmas 2. So I'm excited for that. And I will pick that up when it comes out for the Switch. I heard rumors that Resident Evil 8 and Resident Evil 3 are being made right now. I don't know if it's true or not. When just... is 4 coming out on Switch? <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Wait, it is coming out. Yeah, right? yeah. I want. Fuck, man! I gotta. Wait, buy it again? I can't believe. Like, if you know how they've been remaking these Resident Evils, I wonder what they'll do to Resident Evil Four if and when they do it to the Resident Evil Four, like revamp Mario it. costumes. <laughs> <laughs> While Luigi Floss sound of warrior. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I have. I've been playing Destiny a lot. I've been playing Pokemon a lot. I I'm, see you on Gambit and Crucible. That's all. Gambit and Crucible. <laughs> I gotta fucking finish this season with those two ranked up. I have one more rank on Crucible, and they're doing a Valentine's Day double rank thing where it's the whole week double rank. Oh, and I'm like, shit. this is my time. To shine. Like shine. Katie, <laughs> and I know it's Valentine's I Day. We, I got, I got a date with Destiny. <laughs> I got, I got you a copy of Destiny. <laughs> I already leveled up your character. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, and Gambit, because I have one more. I'm on my third rank up, and I'm like, it's oh just fucking... Gosh. I got my Warlock up. I have not done any of the story Did with you him. Get, have you gotten the Maleficent? Yeah, I got that a while ago. Okay. Would you get mad if Destiny made a battle royale after no. seeing... I'd be fine with well, it. Like, If it meant that I'm not getting other things in Destiny, that might hurt. But I've been wondering what a Destiny Battle Royale would even if look like. they did one free to play, I'd, I'd play. I'll try it. They should fucking make this game free to play because, like, all these, like, the base game. Because if they're charging as much as they are for the annual pass, for the expansions and all this other shit, I feel like just having the base game gets you Crucible, mm -hmm. which is PvP, which a lot of people, that's all they want. Yeah. But they would entice them to maybe get the DLC and all this other stuff. Rewinding it, mm -hmm. to be honest, the landscape for Battle Royale, I thought there would be way more by this time. It's crazy. It's not, there's not that many. Well, I think a I lot mean, game failed. Development. A lot, yeah, that, a lot has failed. But I think uh, Battlefield got delayed. So that one is yet to happen. I think, yeah, maybe a Bungie made one could be different. There was some smaller ones. There's that Realm Royale mm. and a few others, but like. I feel like some people are intimidated. They're like that the, the investment to get in to make a game from scratch or from whatever. Make it free to play. And then making it free to play and then having it crap out, like that's a big like risk. Yeah. So maybe good I don't know. But it is interesting the variations we're getting. Like I'm surprised. But Destiny, I've always been curious, like what would their version of something like that yeah, look like? Yeah, like if if it feels the way I mean Destiny feels as a shooter, but like in a battle royale form, I'd be done I'm in. to play it. Welcome back. <laughs> I'll help you level up. Guardian, welcome back. He's got some great backstory. Shax, like <laughs> that motherfucker, he's a boss. Anyway, so playing Destiny, I'm really going hard on Pokemon. The spreadsheets are back up. <laughs> the glasses are down. Clefairy the calculators Clefairy, are up. Un huh? Unannounced uh, Chinese Clefairies? No, I saw that, but... Um, Palkias. Palkias. I, I play Diamond yeah. and Pearl the most on the cartridge cartridge and i want to max out six palkias and Oof. i need 
fourteen hundred candy. And that means I have to either get rare candies from doing raids. Or get 1,400 Palkias. Or if I catch a Palkia, they give me three candy. So you just divide it by three then. You have to catch. But if I transfer them, I get another one. I have some, I have some pretty good. But the I, rare candies are where I get a lot of it. I have some pretty good Palkias in my old Pokemon. Like soft reset the IVs <laughs> for hours. Too. Yeah, can you trade them to me? <laughs> anyway, so I've been doing a lot of them. Um, and I've got. I've got a spreadsheet of like, at the rate you're going, this is how much you have. This is your progress you've made. You've got two Palkias ready to max out. This is how many more candies and Stardust you need. And this is your rate of candy per day. God and damn. so based on this, at this rate, you're going to get the Palkias ready in 15 days or something. So and that, uh, making that spreadsheet was fun. How much time is that until like the ending of like the actual event for you to get? So this? it's not an event. It's just Palkias around for a month as, yeah, a, as a raid boss. And he's so, around till... The beginning of March. And you're going to finish it before March? At the rate I'm going, I should be good uh, like a week before. I think you should okay. make a bet. No, <laughs> no, no. Just, you know, a lot, a, a lot some time for error, you know. Like I know. Because Crimson, because the, the Destiny thing. I'm trying to do some stuff for it, and I'm like, I got to do a round of Destiny. Otherwise, I'm not going to get any time. <laughs> Use your feet for the Pokemon. Um, outside of that, we got feedback. I don't know if you guys saw the text from Comic-Con. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So we're not... It's because you didn't include the, you know, the uh, the Neil Gaiman interview. I think press is open for E3. We go I'm gonna, again. I'm gonna try it. You should try your thing too. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't if hit you the need requirements. Need a camera crew. You know where to find those. I'm gonna open <laughs> sound guy and camera. There you gotta you go. make Perfect. two two openings. Your your media manager. Yeah. I'll, I'll be book, around. I'll book all his appointments. I'll be around not being able to hear. <laughs> You're the sound. audio guy. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that watching Star Trek season two has been great. Um, each episode, just like these ideas that they present, even if they're small, minuscule ideas, the idea of like, what is like data is trying to understand what is funny. Oh yeah. And like, he, he's listening to a stand up explain it. And he's just like, I don't get it. <laughs> and like, he says something himself. He says something to like Whoopi Goldberg or someone and they laugh. He's like, what was that funny? Like you, that? Like I don't understand where the humor came. And you, sh- you should edit it so it was Louis C.K. <laughs> Data's like, how was that funny? Um, Did you a see few, the, the scene that I had uh, talked to? You about? No, that's that hasn't happened. Oh, okay, but there's there was an episode which I think you would appreciate, uh, Vargas, where it was this dying scientist, and he's like Data's grandfather. He taught the person that created D- Data and the androids, and he's like. He's got a critical illness and he's about to die. He's like, don't worry, I'm not going out. And he's a misogynistic asshole. And yeah. He's like cocky and everything. He's like, don't worry. I've, pr- I've figured out a way to put myself into a computer. And then he looks at Data. He's <laughs> like, wait. And then the whole episode was he's transferred his consciousness into Data. He get outed Data. Data's sub, like his mind is still in there, but he's losing and he's like not in control. And this guy is controlling Data's body. Because he's somehow managed to not just transfer his his like data of his body, but his Control. consciousness. Yeah. And the idea of like what that means and what you know wh- why or why not that is a good idea. I was like, oh, it's very much like what we've talked about in the past of like continuing existence mm-hmm. beyond your 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 physical form and stuff. So when, it's an interesting idea. When I think of data, I think of him in Independence Day. 
release Every me. time we're, we're talking, like, Katie and I will talk about the actor, and I'll just turn to her and be like, release <laughs> Permission to shoot your glass, sir. <laughs> He's like, what is that from? It's from like, fucking Independence Day. Yeah, I, don't, I love this guy. Um, so yeah, watch that. I think that's it. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. I've just been like reading up on it and everything. I actually was like, when we were talking about Smash, I'm like, what if they added Sora Ooh. as a character to Smash? And like, they have to bring all the backstory to They got to bring Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Imagine Smash. a Kingdom Hearts amiibo, a Sora amiibo. I don't know. It just blew my mind. I was like, Whoa. that would get a lot of fans going. Like, if, if Joker was a big hype moment, imagine if oh. Sora fucking was Keyblade fucking everyone up. You've seen the rumors, right? The two two more? Uh, Doom guy? Oh. Dragon Quest? Yes. And Minecraft? Ry- Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm down for that one. <laughs> hey, Frogger, buddy. It. No, Doom guy would be crazy. Doom guy would be nuts. I don't think I'm like. What would his moves even yeah. be? Just fucking break a guy's leg, bash Mario fist. He like throws his little doll. So BFG is his ultimate smash. Markiplier Probably. was was on Larry King, the internet show. His most hyped game, Doom Eternal. He was like, I'm I most can't hyped. wait. I'm most hyped for Doom Eternal. Wow. Yeah, I gotta give Apex uh, Legends a try. Mm. I was bummed that there's no Titans in it. Like, oh, well, the thing is, like, I know it's not it doesn't fit that gameplay, but I really want all mechs. Yeah, and that's just mech assault at that point. That would but, be nuts. Like the, the way because they have a lot of different style of mechs. Although although uh, like Respawn made this game, it's not a Titan universe game. Is yeah, it, it is. Oh, it is. It's in the Titan. Yeah, there's like aliens and stuff that are in Titanfall. Oh, yeah, sure. dude, that creeped me out. Cthulhu. Yeah, it's like Cthulhu. Yeah. So it's Ooh. in the world of Titanfall, okay. but it's its own thing. They're like there are people that don't have Titans, and these are like some of those people, and this is its own thing. But these, they were like, "There's no Titans in this. It doesn't work in this." You know what we have? Yeah. Like, oh, bummer. But yeah, it's cool. So no, no possibility of like a, a game mode where all Titans all the time. I mean, one day maybe that would be cool. I don't think right now. And then um, I also want to try War Groove and. Um, I also get, I got a beta for Division Two. Mm. I gotta see if I do it. I've been, like we talked about game stores on the PC. I had to go through and remember <laughs> all my passwords. God and damn! And pin it. all eight of like six or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> just fucking put it on Battle.net. I don't know. Scary. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that's funny. Thank you all for joining us, guys. Where can people find you? At the last bosses everywhere. They can find me at the Fulio three sixty five on Instagram and then at the Fulio everywhere. That's so complicated. Uh, you can find me at Kudra Prime. You can find us all at the Weekly DLC on our Facebook page, on our social media, on our SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us a review if you enjoy these, or even if you don't. Like any review is a good review, in our opinion. In our eyes. just write neutral and send it to us. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, stay tuned. We, this is episode one hundred five. So. Next week, 106 is going to be a good one. Um, you guys have a preview, maybe, of what it could be? Give him some little clip bite on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to be... Put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, Apex Legends. Resident a- Evil 4. <laughs> Apex Legends Pro. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. And then uh, Beating War Group. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where... I don't know. I was just throwing <laughs> questions out left and right. Uh, until next time, we'll DLC. You later.